Hi, you're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network, produced at 3CR Community Radio on Wurundjeri Country. And I'm Nikki Stott. Earlier this year, to celebrate NAIDOC Week, the Indigenous Peoples Organisation Australia, in collaboration with Better Futures Australia, hosted a webinar series called Heal Country, Heal Climate. Today on the show, we'll hear part two of a three-part episode called Community Healing. And this episode is chaired by Cubby Cubby and Goreng Goreng Man, Pastor Ray Minicon. And the speakers are Thangadi, Bunjalung and Maljul Man, Leighton Lee, Yamachi Man, Ernie Dingo, and Jonathan Hemawan, who is a Bunjalung Man of Lurchi Heritage. When we go back only 10 or 15 years ago, those waterholes were full and now they're, now they're empty, now they're completely dried up. And I can only put it down to one thing, other than what the science and all says. What I know is that we were connected to those places. We were going to them regularly. We were swimming in them regularly. We were talking about them regularly. We were laughing around them. We were having ceremony around them. We were making fires around them. We were hunting for, you name it, bunny rabbit, uh, echidna or porcupine, you know, kangaroos, emus, and every, all sorts of things. If you go to those waterholes today, and this is only going back five or ten years ago, there'll be nothing but camels, wild horses, donkeys. There'll be feral cats everywhere, and there won't be a single goanna, won't be a single kunia or the warmer pythons or any of those black-headed pythons. There won't be a single thorny devil, won't be a single blue-tongued lizard. There won't be a single bilby or any of those sorts of things. Only the sand goannas or the nindaka, the parenti lizards, still survive. But they're the only things that are there, and we, we don't go back regularly. We don't have ceremony regularly. We're not there jumping around, enjoying ourselves, laughing, spending time with family and being on country. And if you think about the only thing that I can put that down to is when we talk about healing country, which is the theme for NADOC this week, it's like a baby. Some of my white fellas understand this. I say, you, you don't birth that baby and then you leave it be. And he said, no, he's right. He's right. It'll be, you grow up on his own. You spend time with that baby. You look after that baby. You take that baby everywhere. And that country is exactly the same. It's not an asset. It's not a resource. It's not an innate being or, um, you know, synthetic sort of an object. It's an actual spirit. And that spirit that has given us life for all this time that puts that blood in our veins and that air in our lungs needs to be treated like a baby and we need to be continually connected to it. Of course, it's not our baby. It's our mother. You know, it's our grandfather. It's all our jumbo and all that sort of thing. But it's a connection to it. And the moment you lose that connection, been led by First Nations mob and the old people who taught us about those stories, that's when the country dies and that's when it becomes sick. And in my experience, as we've come off the country, we've left it, it's dried up and mm-hmm. it's died. And then feral, then feral species are taken over. And we're, we're worse off for it. My kids are, our grandkids will be, and so is that country. And that's um, just some stories I thought I'd share with you. Mm. Absolutely, Johnny. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, brother. We're, we're, we're doing what we're doing in, in the Australian National Anthem. We are girting this nation because we're leaving the centre and going out to the boundaries and forging a life in a competitive situation where everyone's sort of watching over their backs as to what they're doing, as to a time 40, 50 years ago, their parents were from the bush 
didn't have to worry about looking over their back because they knew they had it covered or someone had it covered. Yeah, there's a lot has changed in that way. And I love the water stories, John, um, mainly because of the fact that I'd gone out to about about five miles out to sea and on a very low tide, the old man said to me, he said, come here, I want to show you something. And we waited for this reef to appear and then at a very low tide, he um, pointed me in one direction and he said, give me a cup of water from there. And I'm going, don't be silly, old man, we're five miles out to sea, you're only going to drink salt water. He said, no, that bubbling one there. And when the water was tired, had gone back from there, there was this bubbling water five miles out to sea. And I got him a panic and filled his panicking up in it and took it back to him. And I said, go on, hopefully you drink it because I'm not drinking, I'm a freshwater man. And he got, this is freshwater boy. And those knowledge of um, all those water holes mm. all around the place. And yeah, John, all across that middle there from Marumob into Pindaby side, all those water holes that they used to move bullocks across there. And we used to follow those little zebra finches, where nyanyas or nyingaris, as mm. we call them. Mm-hmm. And they start making a noise. We start chasing them and asking them where the water is because they'd be going in for their drinks. And we still do that today, but, yeah, the water holes are getting a little bit more drier. Either that or we're getting too much carrying water bottles around in the car, job. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's those stories, especially well, the, the most important thing that I got out of that, and um, I totally agree with you, is not the water holes drying up and we're moving on. We're not moving off because they're drying up. They're drying up because no one's there to look after them. Mm. 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 So that relationship between people and the yeah. land. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm. You you got any hard hard solutions for that, Johnsy? Get back on country. That abdication's not a lifestyle choice. Tell Johnny tell that's Mr. Hard Rabbit, to Tony do. Rabbit. I know that it's is, expensive. It costs money. Yep. The yep. most important thing about getting back on country is, you know, you can get back on country, but in order to get there. There's a lot of time and distance. What I do with a lot of my mob is sort of like 50 years ago, and that ain't that long ago, Mm. 50 years ago, them old fellas used to talk to us straight about stories, and they had a lot to share. And not just in our culture, but all the cultures around it. You know, a lot of Mediterranean cultures are the same, where them old families used to sit around and talk about their family the cultural, sing songs, do crafts, do all those artefacts. And especially in our mob, all them old storytellers, them old ladies and them old gentlemen that have given us all that stuff, they're either past or sitting back very, very quiet to see what we do with the stuff that they give us 50 years ago. Because they're not going to be around in 50 years' time when we get that diluted material that they've given us and diluted it down. The purest stuff that they've given us that they got off their grandfathers, it's been, we're diluting it down. What are we going to give to the kids in 50 years' time? How much, you know, is going to be lost? 
So there are those things. I mean, a lot of areas in the southern part of our country and in the desert here, in the desert in the top end, we're, we're sort of fine because every, every end of the year, every summer, there is ceremonies going on and there are young bloods going through the law. And a lot of uh, people don't know that, that 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 is still going on. And to us, that is important to maintain that culture, to maintain that history, to learn about those waterholes, to learn um, what vegetation is there anymore. Uh, Leighton was saying a minute ago that, you know, we need to go to the top. But the trouble is, with them mobbing the, at the top, they got no idea. They're just going to protect their jobs. They need people under them to give them information and the people under them to give them information. And it goes right down to what is most important is grassroots. Mm. And if we are the grassroots people on the ground who could read the seasonal changes or see when them smell that rain when it comes, you can smell the, what's been going on down the, over the last couple of months just by the scent in the, the smell of that first rain. That what we call, um, uh, when, when we call that the first rains that come through, you can, you can hear and you can taste what was going on prior to those first rains. That's what's important, what we need to have a look at. There were scientific knowledge that everyone is giving to us, but there's scientific knowledge that Blackfellow Law, that's their university, that's the chemist, that's the kitchen, that's the supermarket. It's all there. But I don't know, this bloke called McDonald's, he got a lot more <laughs> easy tucking. <laughs> no more. Like that black, black says, no more boomerang. <laughs> yeah. So I think You're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Hey, listen, you fellas, I was supposed to be introducing Ernie. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I love it when the young blokes have got a voice like that. Oh, mate, they, they fire us up. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But, but to the uh, people out there who, who, I just want to introduce Ernie this way. I knew Ernie. Make it up. Uh, back, make it up. I made it up. I'm going to make it up. Yeah, let me make yeah, it up. Back in the, uh, when I was over in Perth living there in the 1980s, I was looking after a hostel there called Kuwinda Hostel. And we had all the girls from up north there coming and staying with us. We were looking after them. And one day they told us that, you know, Ernie's playing down here in, uh, I think it's the Belmore basketball court down there. And he has this little trick with the umpires that every time he gets a foul, he'd have five pairs of trousers on. He'd take one, pa- one pair of trousers every time that, uh, that he got a foul. And then he'd look at the reference and say, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> and we went down there to see if he'd get five fouls to take all his clothes off. <laughs> but he didn't. You and Richard, greatest, greatest basketball players on the planet down there too. It was, it was a wonderful time. That was my first introduction to Ernie. The second introduction was when you first started off as a comedian down there at the uh, casino. 
And I snuck in there one night, you know, being an Aboriginal pastor, I was looking around to see if anyone else watched me, but I couldn't even give a stuff if they did or not. I just wanted to go and see Ernie at his first gig there as a comedian at, uh, at um, the casino here in Perth. But Ernie, you've been to so many places on our planet. We followed you. You've uh, seen so much. And for many of us here in our, in, in our country here, you're like our brother. You are our brother. You are our friend. You are our son. You are a pioneer for us because you've taken us into places that we could never even imagine or dream. And you showed us those places. Brother, we just know that you've got so much knowledge, so much insight, so much to tell that we could share the whole night just with you around this campfire and not, not be tired of listening to your voice. So, brother, thank you for coming on tonight. I know you're coming in there from um, Alice Springs. I don't know. <laughs> Over to you. Mungerli, mungerli, you may be a mungerli, mungerli, mungar is the morning light in the morning. In this time here, I'm in Aranda country here now, and we, in my language, we call it mungerli, mungerli. It is the same light as the morning, but it's the closing of the day. In the morning, that mungar time, you are greeted by the light to give you strength for what you can do for that day. You are not judged until it gets to this time called mungarli mungarli, where it is the end of the day to see if you have accomplished what your mind had set you to do at mungar in the morning. Um, so I'm here, Epalya. Uh, from Aranda country here in Alice Springs. Uh, drove like a madman to get here, but that's not the point. I'm, uh, I'm here, I'm safe, and I am drove, like I said, a madman so I can have a yarn with you tonight. Um, uh, my name is Undamuru. Uh, Undamuru is from, um, the uh, Unda is shield in Pindaby side, they say Jara, and but Unda, is a shield. Muru is the marking on the shield to identify the owner. Like a little badge or like this little badge I got here on my shirt. That's what a Udumuru is. And that's what my name is, Udumuru. I speak Wajari. Wajari is from the Midwest, Murchison region of the West Australian. And my nation is uh, Yamaji from Exmouth, Meek, Tara, Dijurian Bay. Uh, there are 13 languages inside there. And one of the major languages in there on the coastal side is Wajari. And like most um, people off the coast, but started fresh water before the desert mob, we all are headed. And um, it's just a policy that um, we accept with grace that most of us who are not saltwater coastal people or we're not central desert mob, all on that fringe in the middle, we all got the biggest artist head and the biggest know-all thing in the whole of the country. And just go around and check all them mob and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. I'm very fortunate in my life. My grandmother delivered me on Auntie Rita's washhouse floor on a cattle station about 10.30 in the morning, some 28 years ago. Well, 28 plus 28 plus a few extra numbers chucked in there. 
And I'm very, very lucky to be one of those kids who love, I love listening to old people yarn. And especially in the kitchen, I wanted to be a chef. So I pretended. I want to learn how to cook because I knew that's where Nana and all the aunties were having a yarn and would tell all those stories. Um, so I grew up around wanting to know those sort of information. And also, if I cooked, I have one sister older than me and five younger than me, then three younger brothers, but it's those five sisters, one above, three below, uh, four below, that I learnt to zip it. Don't get involved. If they're having a blue, don't try to be the big brother and tell them, man, I to cut it out, you too, as the big brother. Now, both of them will turn on you and the third one will jump in for good measure. So I didn't argue in that department, so I kept to myself by listening to a lot of the old people around me. All station mob, we'd gone into town as fringe dwellers and then we did the, after we were fringe dwellers for a while, we um, had to do the movement into you're from the bush, you should have such and such a house and here's one that we've prepared for you and when you've learned to live in this one, you can move on to the next one and when you've learned to live on that and, you know, proved yourself in the community, you can move on to the next. It was very progressive, very slow. Native welfare was all right but um, they had it back the front. We had too many um, Wedwellers in there who uh, were looking after us that much because it meant they were getting paid and it didn't go much further than that. So a lot of us had gone back to the stations. My idea for travelling, as I, as you said, Ray, I've um, circumnavigated 20 years with the great outdoors all over the world and I know Panagonia um, in um, South America was such Bolivians was um, Lake Titicaca is one of my favourite places when it comes to community but I've been on the reservations in North America as well out with the Blackfoot tribe and the Cree Nation up in Alberta and um, I'll tell you what those mob are exactly the same as us in every facet of the way um, that we think of. I know a lot of black Australians like to identify with black Americans, but we I like looking at the native Australian version of the native Americans because that is, to me, is a, a closer knit. Listening today, coming up here to Alice Springs, Avachi wrote a song, They Took the Children Away, and I remember... Um, being in um, in uh, Alberta, playing that song to the Cree Nation people there, and they were just sort of like, "How does he know about us?" And I'm going, "Brother, he doesn't know, but he's singing that about us back in Australia." And all they could do was do the identification, very much similar. So, I have a very strong cultural background, a very strong traditional background. I make sure that. Um, as I travel across the top through the desert, I always go in and announce myself. If I see the red-tailed black cockatoo, that will always show itself wherever I am and on any country, is to let me know that my grandmother is there and she's looking after me. Um, and um, yeah, Uncle just went over the top, didn't um, So I, I love sitting down and having a yarn with a lot of these old fellas and one of the things that I've learned, and I know a lot of 
younger viewers watching this might sound a bit stupid, but um, one of the best expressions I ever heard is, you learn more by never asking a question. So if you sit down with the old fellas and ask them a question, you, you know, they'll tell you silly stuff to see, see what sort of person you are. That was a lot of questions that were answered in the old days, especially with the anthropologists who had gone out in the bush. Um, what's this over here? Oh, that's so-and-so. And then left them with it, run away would be that big note themselves that they just learned something. Um, it wasn't until Daisy Bates had gone into the bush and learned that there is a strong women's side of the anthropological side of Indigenous culture because all the men in the, uh, all the anthropologists in the beginning were all men. Um, so strengthen everything up to, to know that there are both sides. It's very important to know that there are both sides, but there also is more sides. Each blackfellow out this way, we don't have one name. Um, this mobile, they call anything else, like it's one word, uh, like one name, or skinny legs is usually the other one they call me. Because, yes, I've got desert legs. Um, and that's been going on since about 1978. His mobby have been giving me cheek about my legs. And they did me legs too because they still been carrying me all over the world. The importance of um, the relationship that we have with our names, our skins, our language, our law, our brothers, our brother-in-laws, our nephews, they all have names. The people you go through with, they all have names. They're teachers, the old men, and even on the ladies' side, you've got, you know, all these different categories. So when you have a look at a tree that's standing strong, that's got a million roots down the bottom, those millions of roots that hold that tree up, the tree being you, is all them things your connections to your language, your connection to your skin, your peer, your mother-in-law, your, all that is the one that stabilises you as an individual that will throw seed to those around you. And they're all strong too. So it is back to that natural thing of understanding who you are, where you come from, and how important is that? Uh, how important it is to breathe the same space or the same sounding words as your grandparents or great-grandparents did. Um, I look at um, languages from where I come from. When you talk about your partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, our way they call it. today, that's your marong. And marong come from about 50 years ago, used to be marongu. That's your marongu. But prior to that, it was your mardang guapa. And I think from prior to that, it was sound click, martupa. So martupa become mardang guapa, become mardang go, become mardang. So having this watered down version that we are today, what are we going to have in regards to the future? Um, Brother Leighton was talking about um, the grassroots and the, the knowledge of right-way fire, the positive things that are the fire. Have a look at the early paintings that the Europeans have painted. They painted what has already been fire farming. 
and how it's changed since those people have been moved on to um, missions or out of the way or other, other ways that they got rid of blackfellas in those areas. So it is important that um, we, uh, in order to protect this country from that, not from that old way, but via that old way, we need to look at the men and the women in our community who have that knowledge, who have a spark in that knowledge, and get them to come out on country, bring out all them scientists and them, because um, every time you come to meetings out in the bush now, they all want to go air conditioning. So a lot of our mob sit out under a tree, and when they sit under the tree, white fellas sit on a chair on the same height as our elders. And where I come from, that's wrong. That's wrong. They've got to sit on the ground and look up to them old people. And that way, they're looking up to knowledge. They're looking up to the, the reality of life as it was around. Water is important. One of the things that I've heard is that China is building all these dams all over China. There's something going on there from that old knowledge. We're not building dams in this country. We're allowing that flow off to go back into the sea. So all that knowledge from that aquifer that is under the ground at the moment is being brutalised and moved because of a certain ore they're going to send over to China to build those dams. We don't own this country anymore. We don't have a say in how it is placed, but we need that voice. We can't go to them Redis and Canberrans um, to go up the top to or, or the division because upstairs there's nothing up there. The air's thin and them are not breathing properly, but they would want to keep their job through whatever way they need to. And the people under, like I said before, the people, if you ever look at a rainforest, when them canopies set up the top, everything else underneath is protected. Government not like that. Blackfellow way, everything's on eye level. Everyone's on eye level. You come out to the desert where we come from out here, you have a look at the trees out in the desert here. They're all basically the same height. One big tall tree, then there's about six foot, seven foot trees, then there's shrubs underneath, and then there's grass underneath. Everyone is all on the same level in their own fields. And it works. It has been working like that for 60 plus. The knowledge that is important is visible around us all the time. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Today on the show we heard part two of a three-part episode called Community Healing and it's from the NADOC 2021 series, Heal Country, Heal Climate. This webinar series is hosted by the Indigenous Peoples Organisation Australia at indigenouspeoples.org.com.au and Better Futures Australia at betterfutures.org.au. And if you missed part of today's episode or you want to check out part one of this episode, Community Healing, you can find the podcasts and all the details 
at 3cr.org.au forward slash Earth Matters. And if you're already listening via a podcasting service, we would love you to subscribe. And why not rate us and give us a review to help spread the word? Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous support and the Community Radio Network for all their hard work in getting this show out to you. Earth Matters is produced at 3CR Community Radio in Fitzroy, Nam, and we can be contacted at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com. And you can also find us on your socials. That's all for this week, but don't forget, tune in next week for more environmental and social justice stories. Tune in to Billabong Beats Tuesdays at 11am with me, Gavin Moore, giving a voice to both Western Kulin and Kulin First Nations peoples. Join me to talk about philosophy and dreamtime stories surrounding the waterhole, the sacred fire, the land, the plants and animals. Billabong Beats, 11am Tuesdays on 3CR. Tune in to Grounding Disability Justice, 3CR's International Day of People with Disability broadcast. On 3rd of December, 7am to 7pm, we're making space to explore what disability justice has been and will be on these lands, with programming led by Black and Indigenous community members, in addition to programs by disabled broadcasters from the 3CR community. Visit 3cr.org.au forward slash Disability Day 2021. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.